Welcome to the Plant Cunning Podcast, where we explore a relationship to plants, other people, and the mysteries of nature. Coming to you from the High Allegheny Plateau in central New York, we are your hosts, A.C. Staubel and Isaac Hill. Episode 80, Soul Flowers with Lisa S. Brooke. In this episode, we speak with Lisa about her plant spirit oracle deck, about the wonders of dandelion, and how dandelion can help us learn to relinquish control sometimes, and so many other things. Talk about divination, muscle testing, and all the wonderful plant allies that help us on our journey. I'd also like to offer my services as a hoary astrologer again for free. I've done a bunch of hoary readings, and um, it's been a wonderful learning experience. Uh, I made the offer in the last episode, um, and I'm, I'm still, you know, at the point where I have a good grasp on the technique and can make really, you know, decent um, analyses, but not at the point where I can uh, offer them professionally yet. So uh, I need I need to practice. And if you're not familiar with Hori astrology, it's a basically a very precise. Uh, form of divination uh, where you know basically you ask me a uh, yes or no question and then I will look at the time that I understood the question and cast a chart Um, and you can find very precise and specific uh, details in these charts Um, I get a lot of uh, moving questions like, should I move here? Should I not move here? I get a lot of um, relationship questions. Is this person the one? Uh, I get a lot of uh, business questions. Should I quit my job? Should I get this new job? Will I get this job? Um, I even got some uh, am I cursed questions. Um, Those are all the sorts of questions that I can answer. There are other questions, too, that I can answer, but those seem to be the main ones. So, um, yeah, hit me up. Info at plantcunning.com. Okay, well, let's get to the episode. I hope you enjoy it. Today on the Plant Cunning Podcast, we are super excited to have Lisa Estabrook on the show. Thank you so much for being here, Lisa. We're really excited to chat with you. Yeah, me too. Ditto. Thank you. Thank you. So you're uh, calling in from Maine, right? Indeed. From sunny Maine this morning. It's gorgeous. Nice. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, We have a traditional first question on the Plant Cutting Podcast, and it's how did you come to the plant path? Yes, I've been ruminating on that for about a week because I've been listening to your 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 podcast for some time now, and as usual, my mind is like spiraling; it just goes in all different directions, and I made it way more complex than I would ever naturally just said. But um, my heart put me on the on on the on the plant path, but I also don't think I'm necessarily specifically just on the plant path, so. Um, so I'd love to just share a little bit there because it's like, I really feel like my path, I'm always, uh, the, the Triskelion, you know, the triple spiral, 
um, symbol, a Celtic symbol, has been a really yes. huge part of my life. And I don't know mm. why for a long time. Mm. And I don't know why, but it's definitely part of my my um, my own journey. And mm. I've come to kind of recognize this triple aspect of of the triple spiral in many different ways. But one of the ways is my work. So it's like the plant path. And then there's the deep spiritual, more mystical um, journey uh, of soul. And then there's also my art, which I really feel is more um, any expression of creativity. I'm, I wouldn't, you know, I I'm call myself an artist, but that's a label that I accepted much later on in my life because I, the art is just a small piece of it, right? So, so the heart, my heart, pulled me onto the plant path my heart you know the plants have always been there but my mind has taken me way off of that <laughs> for the majority of my life because because you know i was sort of guided to do other things in my life and i listened to these external experts and my family and society and all these things but the the plants always have this way of speaking to my heart and when i'm when i was in states of you know, of suffering or challenges or difficulties in my life, you know, being out in nature, being in the garden, that's where I felt that sort of that wholeness, that peace, that grounded, that connectedness, all of that. And then my mind would then try to control that. Well, how can I, <laughs> how can I manage that in my life? So I, my mind and my heart have been in this kind of, <laughs> this kind of, you're going this way and you're going this way. <laughs> and so the soul flower journey in of itself brought me back into my heart space and then i have been learning baby steps like really small baby steps in the direction of my heart you know since i started that particular journey so so that's sort of the long and short of it but the plants have been my teachers and you know i you know i always have um you know we 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 want teachers we ask for help and i've never felt called to do higher education i worked with deb sewell at avena botanicals for some time um i've done other things but it's never been like this relationship with a teacher where i have feel like i have a mentor and then i finally mm. realized that the plants were my mentors and the elements were my mentors and they were my mentors and and this journey of um my own soul journey has been like to, to to feel empowered in my own knowing and not really feeling like I have to constantly be memorizing or learning stuff outside mm -hmm. of that. So it's been interesting because that really puts me in a space of like imposter syndrome frequently, you know, like am I or and trusting is this uh -huh. knowledge is this is what I'm feeling and and uh, is my relationship with this plant authentic? Is it really what mm. I'm feeling? Is this the truth? You know, it's <clears> always, <throat> it's always um, it's always a journey of trust. And mm. I wish there was someone kind of I wished for mentors. I wished for teachers. And you know, and then all the all the time the plants are like, we're here, we're here. Don't forget us, we're here. So you know, yeah. I've had them. I've had them all along, but just didn't realize it didn't know it. Mm. Hmm. So who are some of the plants that have especially guided your journey? Dandelion, dandelion, dandelion. <laughs> um, I think what a good one. Yeah. yeah. Dandelion's been there the entire time. And dandelion is on the cover of my, of my Oracle deck. And dandelion is on the cover of actually everything that I've created. <laughs> um, <laughs> because dandelion was 
the first teacher that I realized I was in relationship with mm. and where I really came to realize that, yes, I am in relationship with you. And this conversation that I'm having with you is real, you know, um, and it's kind of a funny story when I realized that because I, I was working on creating the Oracle deck and I was, I worked with, um, well, actually back up a little bit. I was working with Dandelion, just sketching and, and journaling with Dandelion. And I probably was doing that for about six months. And I was sitting outside on my um, lawn. It was right in the middle of spring. And there's like, my lawn is a Dandelion field because that's the way I like it. And in my urban space, I, yeah. uh, I know I tick off the neighbors a little bit, but it gives me a lot of joy to sit in my Dandelion field. And I had three young children at the time and they were running around the yard and, you know, just playing with the dandelions. And at the time that movie Frozen was, was out with, uh, you know, with uh, Elsa and she's singing, let it go, let it go. And so my kids are like screeching around the yard, singing, let it go at the top of their lungs. And I just had this whole full body, like everything that I knew about dandelions. And everything that I had been journaling and sketching and feeling, it was like, oh, I finally get it. I finally get it. And it was just this giant aha moment that you you know when you feel that. You know when you have a realization of, of resonance and truth throughout your whole body. And, and it was at that point that I realized that everything that I had been feeling and dreaming into was, was my conversation with Dandelion. And so, you know, Dandelion the attribution I used was release on the, on the thing, on the cards, but you know, it's really about control. It's about how we control, try to control our lives, how we have this illusion of control over our lives. And isn't it really funny how everyone is battling and trying to control dandelions the world over, <laughs> you know, in between all the, yeah. you know, we, and then I, you know, and I understand the medicinals of, dandelion as well so that that's part of the story for me understanding this 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 sort of detoxification of all these layers of beliefs and stories that i've held so tightly that are just proving to be just that beliefs and stories you know they're not they're illusions and not truth and so this this relationship that i have with dandelion is just it's really powerful it's really powerful and anyway my biggest ally but there's others. There's others that have been around for yeah. a long time, too. So. Well, dandelion is such a special plant. I mean, oh. right now we're we're in dandelion season. You know, our, our dandelions have just started flowering everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And we have little puzzlings and they're just devouring the dandelion leaves. Love them. Love them. Goslings. And are, uh, funny. <laughs> goslings, yeah. And I can see the dandelion seed behind you. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's such a great, you know, that's a release, you know, when, mm -hmm. when it releases all the seeds. Yeah. Then I also think of, you know, it's diuretic action. And like, it used to be called like the bedwetter, you yeah. know, cause if you drank the dandelion tea at night, then you'd, you'd, you'd pee the bed. <laughs> <laughs> that's another kind of release. <laughs> another kind of release for sure. You know, yeah. And, and I, I think about the wishes that you're releasing <laughs> you when you blow as a child or adult. Um, when you make the wish and, and blow it, you're releasing it to the universe. You're like, okay, now it's in your hands. Yeah. 
that's exactly why I made it my um, my logo because that's my cool. you know I think we call it wishes when we're younger but now that I'm older I call it intentions and working with intentions and this is again this is my heart and my mind duality here you know it's, you know and trying to to articulate what it is that my heart knows and wants and wants to feel and what my mind kind of expresses and my intention really with this deck and with my work is not to tell people how to anything not to teach anybody anything but to empower them to to know that their own heart is their best guidance system you know and so that's my intention that's going out on these seeds that's my intention mm. that's going out on these seeds so mm, beautiful mm. so uh, what what else have you learned from dandelion i, I think that the control is such a big thing, especially in Western culture, you know, yeah. wanting to control your life and every little thing, just like that <laughs> window shade, <laughs> keep out the light. <laughs> but uh, there seems to be a lot of lessons from Dandelion. For sure. I, I think um, truly it's um you know we're working on reestablishing our connection with nature as a as a humanity and and our connection with life you know it's not we we have this deep held belief that we can that we can control life that we can do x y and z from the experts that tell us what to do that we're that is going to guarantee us success and, and and then when something life inevitably throws us a a wrench or uh something else you know we are we're thrown for a loop we think that we're failing we feel like we're doing something wrong there's an awful lot of judgment that comes in i mean i'm speaking from my own experience i am using the we but i'm saying that from my own <laughs> like learning because you know i you know i'm i i grew up with a lot of judgment around how i was in the world and how i you know my beliefs and how i wanted to express them and i think life and nature as our teachers is always trying to you know to have us come back into that fold into that flow into that spiral of life and, and and so all of my you know dandelion really shows us that cycle so beautifully you know it shows us the the seed it shows us the plant it shows us the root and the fall and then it, the way that it dies away and you know shows us how to compost that which we are you know ready to compost and so that, that kind of that whole cycle has connected me back into you know nature cycles and this flow of life in in a way that i you know in our in our modern world we just we're just not there we turn the light on when it's dark we don't honor the, the fact that it's dark we eat strawberries in winter and we you know we don't we have really very little concept of being in flow with with nature itself and and everything that we do everything that we do in our parenting our <laughs> You know, the way that we we you know learn our do our 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 work the way that we are always sharing well who, what does the expert say the way that we assign experts all this status and instead of nature and the way nature is showing us I mean it's 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 astounding how far from the actual energy and nature of life that we have actually grown and so um, so dandelion. 
you know, dandelion is, it's like peeling an onion. Every time I'm journeying with dandelion, every time I'm working with dandelion, I come to realize just, you know, thoughts that I have that are ready to be released, that are thoughts and beliefs that I have that are ready to be released. And when we say release as well, this is another thing that we hear a lot about. We have this idea that it's just sort of gone for good. And that's not how nature works. You know, it's like we're recycling the same elements, <laughs> the same things over and over and over again yeah. through our bodies and everywhere. And so to me, you know, it was it really this idea of, um, of, composting these ideas and so and so as we are learning and growing we're moving on a spiral and every time we can compost and release and these ideas that we have come to find are restrictive or toxic or whatever words you want to use they're not serving life they're not helping and supporting you to grow can we put them into the soil to nourish ourselves to say well you know i've learned something from that and I, you know, and so then the next time that you are in a state of growth or you're expanding or you're going off down a path that you perhaps aren't, <laughs> perhaps isn't the best for you, you have, you have a remembering of that and your the soil is, it's like the soil of our lives that, and we have something to reference and go back to, to, to help us make a different choice the next time around. So, um, mm. You know, I, I, it's hard to express. <laughs> it's You're hard doing to express. great. That's that's super super clear. Yeah, I definitely think about that that spiral visual in my own life of like sometimes I'll find myself going around the spiral, going around and bend, and being like, "Hmm, this looks familiar. I've been here before, and it didn't serve me very well in the past. Why am I making the same mistake again?" But at the same time. I'm a different person and I'm a different segment of that spiral. And I'm learned, I've learned from the past and right. I'm going to, you know, make different decisions, like you said, or grow a little bit bigger. And it's like, we're all just on our path and, you know, these things come up over and over, but we can just do our best. So I think that's a really amazing lesson. Yeah, I mean, and I love it. It is a spiral path that you can't see that far ahead. We think we can plan it. And, you know, I remember having my five year and my 10 year plan when I was in my 20s. You know, isn't that funny now? Because now I'm like, I don't even know what's going to happen this afternoon. You know, yeah, <laughs> my five year or my 10 year plan. But, um, but, uh, you know, it's like, and it's not, it's like we do go to this state of judgment, like, okay, I'm, why am I making this mistake again? Yeah. Well, you're not, you're, you know, you're in a different place and you've, mm -hmm. you've, you've composted these, this, these experiences, you've felt them and you don't necessarily want to feel that way again. So you, you move into a different way. And so, and it, there's something that I just keep that's coming up that I want to express is, um, mm -hmm. you know, that, that, I don't know, there's maybe a quote, like if you, if the flower is not doing well, you don't, you don't blame the flower, you know, you, you work on amending the soil in which the flower is growing in. And mm. this is this spiraling process where we are like just offering ourselves compassion and forgiveness and love and, and putting that compost, you know, creating that compost back for the next spiral around. And it's just, mm. it is a journey of, of the heart, not the mind. And so I think that our minds have become way <laughs> out of control on the human, you know, for what they're, you know, what their ability is to, to navigate our lives. You know, we, we, we use them like almost exclusively and we're, it's, it's, 
Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. Got to bring it back to the heart, out of the head and heart more often in this culture. We do in this culture and and globally, you know, as as a humanity, you know. So I don't know. That's my own journey. (laughs) I was just I was just thinking too about you know like releases and just letting it go. You know, when you're when you're releasing the the when you're blowing on the the dandelion seeds, those go to a nice piece of compost or somewhere and. And then start start growing. You know, they're, they're like you're sowing seeds with the release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And dandelions, you know, I mean, you you know, they grow absolutely everywhere. They'll go and grow in a crack in the pavement. And to me, they're kind of like a first responder. Mm. <laughs> they're kind of like you know, first aid for the earth. And kind of yeah. part of the way that I, you know, this this mind versus the heart. I I feel like it's a big part of that message of dandelion because they're 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 everywhere they're offering us first aid they're offering us this like you know release your mind and you know reconnect in with your deep taproot back into the earth and all these kinds of messages that dandelion is sharing with mm-hmm. us. Yeah. yeah flower medicine is yeah. i mean i mean there's the herbal medicine of it all but it it, it really is just our stories it's story medicine and um to me it's story medicine yeah. and that's how how they've how the plants have taught me is through my own life mm-hmm. and observing my own stories. Yeah. So, and that, that kind of brings up something you said earlier um, where the plants and nature are your primary teachers. And that brought up feelings of imposter syndrome or like questioning, am I getting the right message from the plants or is this just my own ego, or my own head or whatever. And I'm wondering on your journey, how you've come to differentiate between, you know, maybe just passing thoughts of your own, you know, mind versus thoughts from the plants. And that might lead us into the Oracle deck too, but. Sure. Um, Well, I've come to sort of believe that they're not necessarily separate (laughs) in that way. Um, We have this idea that plant, you know, we want plants and other beings even to, to communicate in the same way that we communicate, right? Um, yeah, that's kind of silly. You know, huh? <laughs> you know, so like when you communicate through your heart, everything is felt. Everything yeah. is just, it's felt. And you know what it feels like when something feels good and aligned. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we're, our whole bodies are just designed to feel. And we, we spend most of our time like suppressing that suppressing yeah. that with our mind. we don't want to feel things and if we feel something bad well then what the hell's causing this and i have to you know and you go back into your mind to try to eliminate or search out what is it that's making me feel bad and you're completely out of your heart again you know it's like it's <laughs> yeah. it comes linear and we're off the spiral and you know and so for me um you know <sighs> Well, I, my husband used to laugh at me because I have this running verbal outward conversation with my plants, like you have with a nonverbal child or your animals or, you know, your goslings. I'm sure you chat chat with them, right? And, and you, you know, over time as you're building your relationship with them, you, you, you know, pets, plants, people, they, you, you come to know their quirks. You come to know what they like and they dislike and you come to know you know, when they're thriving and when they're not thriving. And so this, this ongoing conversation, you know, I, I just, I just, where it was nonverbal, I just had to rely, I just had to trust. I had to trust. I had to trust, 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 trust. And, 
and it's taken many, many cycles. It's taken many, many spirals to actually trust that wisdom that I am, that I'm remembering, you know, it's, and I think that we all hold this earth wisdom. We're all, there's many, many people talking about this and the way that we know mentally that we need to reconnect in ways that we, um, you know, we're exploring. And then there's the whole, you know, don't, you know, um, you know, looking to and appropriating other systems that, you know, we're trying to make sense of our lives. So there's that whole part of it. But I think, I think each of us has our own, our own indigenous wisdom in our cellular bodies, because we are made of the earth. And when you're talking, when you're ingesting the plants, you're taking in their stories, you're taking in their wisdom, and it's, you know, it's creating the cells that you have as your body. And I just, I don't know, I feel like there's just this whole kind of um, relationship there that we're just beginning to understand um, in our minds, but we've been, we know it from our hearts. We know when we eat something, if it makes it feel us feel good, right? We yeah. know when we're in, we know when we're viewing a, a sunset, that that feels yeah. good and feels beautiful and feels great. And we know when we're, you know, I, I don't know, we know in our physical body. So I keep saying no, because that's a mental thing, but it's a felt thing it's a heart right so uh for me yeah yeah i think that that way of that way of understanding and relating is just so much more sophisticated than thinking Mm. it's like um you can you can have so much more information you can analyze it (laughs) you know in through your with your heart with Mm -hmm. with their feeling you know whereas to, to actually analyze it with your mind would take way too long. It's like somebody who, yeah, that's true. Who, who can like, you know, calculate these very complex figures just like that. You know, I don't think they're necessarily analyzing every little thing. They just like feel it. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, and, and, and the, the teacher, the herbalists, the, the practitioners that are, you know, it's like we have these stores of memories and, and, and knowledge, but it's only so good as the the individual who can feel or connect with the the the, the person that they're working with or supporting to, to really feel what it is is that they need because it's like there's the the you know it's not it's not this cause and effect thing they might need emotional help well everything is emotional right underneath more than the physical but then we access that maybe through the physical so it's it's like we can't rationalize everything we think we can and that's the scientific method right we think we can rationalize yeah. and we think that we can figure it out and compartmentalize nature and this is how you take care of this environment but it, it's not it's so much bigger than that we have we and we're not we have so little um we don't really know how it's all intertwined and how it's all interconnected um because right. it's seen because we can't see it <laughs> Yeah, it's too big for our, our mind to grasp. Yeah, it is. As is spirit, as is all of it. It's just, it's, it's yeah, it's, what's that word that means? Ineffable. It's ineffable, this, 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 this world that we live in. It is ineffable. And, and it's, and it's a joy to relate to it. Yeah. It, it's for me, when I was in my head, when I'm in my head, because I don't want to speak in the past, because often in my head now, but when I'm trying to figure things out and be in that place of, you know, uh, uh, we're trying to control or understand, it's not a place of joy. 
it's a kind of it's for me it's a place of um yeah limitation um suffering even like joy is just like that childhood childhood wonder and like oh i wonder how this is gonna feel or i wonder how this is gonna connect and i don't know i'm rambling which i do but i like <laughs> well i mean and, and there science can the scientific method is very useful for certain things um but it doesn't it doesn't you know you, you can't there are certain things it's not useful for and those are some of the some of those things are things that for instance uh, divination is useful for, and like you, you just you put out this oracle deck. It was a, a couple of years ago now, but um, it's a it's like a really it's a cool deck, and um, I'm you know I, I've been using divination tools for over ten years. You know various you know tarot runes. I'm doing horary astrology, now. um, but it's I found it to be very very helpful <laughs> for being able to access that wisdom uh that the mind can't analyze that quickly you know mm -hmm. uh, but so how, how did you get into uh divination how did you how did you uh have have the seed for the the oracle deck uh well the oracle deck was my the creation of it was my healing journey you know it was my the plants i it's sort of funny because I pulled a card before I started speaking to you <laughs> and um, Hellebore was the card that I pulled for myself and Hellebore is empowerment Ooh. and Hellebore was the flower that told me to, to create the deck. Hellebore was the one that said, you know what to do, you know you need to create this deck. Because, you know, I was, in, for me, it was like I was in my mid, you know, early 40s and I was not happy, I was not healthy, I was not, you know, I was, and I had done everything that I had was told to do right by the experts by my family by my the lovingly i'm not saying it's not coming from a place of love but i had done all this stuff and i i was dealing with um really chronic headaches i still have headaches but i was in a place of uh why is this happening to me self-pity um miserable with it and i had three young kids and oh you know just why why don't I feel better? Why am I not happier? All those kinds of things. And so the, it was the plants that 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 took me on this journey. And it was two years of creating the deck. And it was actually I actually self published it in 2016 was when it came out. So it's been out um, six years. I can't do math. Seven years now. And, and now it's actually been picked up by uh, Fintorn Press, which I couldn't I couldn't have really you know, come to a, a better uh, publisher to usher it into its more grown up version of itself. But it's sort of like it grew up. But the, each flower that came into the deck was was spontaneous. I had this idea that, okay, I'm going to do these flowers, these plants, because all of them grow in my gardens or they grow in the woods around my house. And I had this control. I had this outline, this plan, and they totally took me on a different and so each flower that I was working on for the deck would make itself known to me at that time. And then the way it would unfold would be like, I, I, I started to realize that everything that was happening in my life at that time was relevant to the medicine of the flower. So it was 
so it was like I, I call it journeying with the plant spirits but I'm not I'm not in an altered state of consciousness like in a, a shamanic journey I'm it's in my it's in, I'm in my everyday waking consciousness I'm in my everyday consciousness working with this plant and the everything that's happening in my life at that time the, the emotional the physical the mental uh, issues that I was playing with the the flower would be completely relevant for that from my medicinal understanding but then also you know it, it just became as I deepen my relationship with each I would then really understand more about what their their medicine was their energetic medicine was so that's really how the deck came to being and I um, got to the end of the deck I mean the the the, the last flower was periwinkle and it was um, Vinca minor growing through all the woods around my house and it was oh, this, yeah. time, this time of year it was it was completely in full bloom mm -hmm. even and there was snow on the ground <laughs> and wow. there it was in full bloom and I was like oh you're calling me you know so you kind of know how plants kind of wave at you then get your attention and mm -hmm. and so Periwinkle's like, okay, it's time to publish this deck. And my background is in graphic design. And, and so this, so I had done the art, I did the layout of the cards and I was, I was controlling it. I'm controlling the whole creative process. And I didn't try to find a publisher. I wanted to publish it myself because I wanted full creative control over this, you know, hello, Dandelion still sitting here behind me. Um, <laughs> and, um, and I just printed like 500 of them. And, you know, I, if I had known then what I would be doing now, seven years later, and the, the evolution of this, I probably would never have self-published it in the first place. But I got the very clear message from Periwinkle. It's time to, it's time to publish it. It's time to go on to the next spiral of your journey and, um, you know, tie everything up and, and move on. And so, and, and I really felt deeply like I, even though I'm not an expert, I'm not a flower essence practitioner, I'm not an herbalist, you know, all of those things I am in essence. And it was time to share that with the world, just to share my process and share my journey. And, uh, oh my goodness, it's just been growing and growing at nature's pace, you know, which is manageable. You know, people are like, well, you know, I, I remember, you know, grow your business into a six figure, this blah, 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 you know, which is very quick and very, um, it's not nature's pace. It's, it's, it's really forcing growth and we don't, you know, so, so the whole, like, even from when it was published to what I'm doing now, um, you know, sharing this process, mentoring people with plant spirits and, you know, just all those things have been just a, a gen, a, an, a, an evolution in my own personal growth and the sharing of that process with others. And it's always been, you know, an underlying intention to grow myself, to grow myself. And what's the next way that I can expand and grow myself? And what can I learn next about myself, which is not separate from nature, right? And or any or any of you, <laughs> anybody. And so. It, it just it's it's just like keep leaning. Right. What's next? What's next? Lean in, and now it's published, and now this this deck is, you know, mm. it's. I had to let go. I had to let go of this dandelion again. It took me two years to say okay to to a publishing thing, <laughs> because I had to let it go. I had to. It's like my baby. It's like letting go mm. of a child. You know, 
and and and, and that process yeah. started simultaneously at the same time as I was taking my oldest to college. You know, it's like it's everything's everything's intertwined everything is interesting you no know, it's not separate you know what's happening you can go and you, you know your life everything that's happening in your life is serving you and to grow whether whatever source it comes from you know and we just judge everything well that's a bad source so that's a good source but anyway again rambling and spiral thoughts <laughs> That's good. That's why we're here. Yeah. We like, we like rambles. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. So, so yeah, divination. So you, you name the virtual deck. What, what, what was that again? Yeah. So divination and, um, Can you know, you say that one last thing? Divination and using an oracle deck for me, because I think that was maybe your initial question, <laughs> is it's not you know in our busy world that is filled with distractions it's a way to bring myself back into my heart so you know nature is a mirror for us the plants are mirrors and oracle cards are mirrors and so it's not anything that you don't know when you pull a card or when you're using um you know a pendulum or i muscle check it's not anything that you don't know. It's just that your mind's getting in the way with judgment. So when you when you use divination, it's a way to just go straight to your heart. And what do you need to know right now? What do you need? What needs to be brought into your conscious awareness that's maybe in an unconscious place right now? So that's how I use the cards. That's how I use you know divination in my life, um, oracle cards anyway. But I you know, and I also muscle check, which is like using a pendulum, a yes or no, it has to be a yes or no. Is this right for me? Is this, you know, whatever. Because our, our minds really do try to complicate things <laughs> and interfere with what we're actually feeling. So until we can trust the yes, the physical yes, or the trust the physical no, then I use muscle checking or, you know, I've never- So how, how do you do muscle checking? Are you like standing and your body sways and one way is a yes, one way is a no, no I, or? I use a simple uh, finger lock. So I use the, the you know, my, my pinky and my thumb to, and my thumb together. I'm like, is that my thumb? Okay. <laughs> okay. And I, and I, and then I use my other two fingers like that to, to, to break the lock. So if I say, um, you know, my name is Lisa, which is a full yes. And I try to break this lock with my pushing apart with my fingers. It's a strong lock. And if I say, you know, my name is Gertrude, I, you know, <laughs> I get a strong no, I get a strong no. So for me, it's a yes or no that way. I mean, I, I know people teach muscle checking, like where, you, you know, you can play with this with each other, you know, um, you know, put your arm up and then have, you know, put your arm up, AC, and then have Isaac, you know, he'll, he, he can push down on your arm. And if it's a, right here at the end of it, like a lever. So it, when you're, when you're in a strong yes, when you're in a strong yes, he won't be able to push it down, or you'll be stronger. Whereas if okay. it's a no, it'll just flop down. It's kind of you know, there's that's um, using yeah. my body in that way, because uh, your body's so that's wise. So cool. Your body's so wise, and your body's speaking to you. And I, I know we talk about the elements like you know, earth, air, fire, water, ether, but I, I also then then there's the elemental beings and 
I've, I think that there's an elemental being for mm -hmm. each of our bodies as well, a deva or whatever you want to call it for our, each of our bodies. And it's wanting to communicate with us, wanting to share things with us. And that's a whole nother tangent, a whole nother conversation. But anyway, <laughs> but that's how I use my checking. So I, know you, I use it often as well, like of food, with food you know, or something. You know, I'm like, you know, does my mm. body want this, this, you know, food uh, you know or i can use it to check um i can use it to check uh you know tincture drops sometimes you only need a few and i'll, I'll be able to get a yes i only need three drops how many drops do i need one drop yes two drops yes three drops no you know and so i know i'm just going to take two drops um mm -hmm. a tincture or, or or flower essence or whatever it is so i i just i use that a lot in my body but and then i use the oracle cards for me it's a this there's many concentric rings so i have a i have a uh i have a plant spirit that i have that's my guide for the whole entire year oh, <laughs> and i have cool. a plant spirit i have a plant spirit for each moon cycle mm -hmm. uh -huh. I have a plant spirit for each week and i have a plant spirit for each day and then i also can and so and they interact it's like it's like um i see it like a like an atom, you know what an atom looks like with a nucleus yeah. and, the center and the protons and whatever are spinning around each on their own orbit. That's, but they're all making up the whole, right? They're all creating the whole. So each of those plant spirits is energetically rotating around me. And then of course you've got all the cycles of life too. What time of the day is it? But <laughs> you know what the lunar cycles, the, the, the solar cycles, I mean, it's a lot, but it's all so, so um, when people are starting to use my Oracle deck, I teach them, I don't teach them, I suggest that they do a daily pick because it really is about building relationship and picking a card on a daily basis yeah. is the way that we, we learn to to deepen our relationship with that flower so if you keep picking the same flower when something is happening in your life you start to know you start to kind of understand how that flower works in your life and then you start to see that flower in real life too so you know and maybe it's dandelion and you might be having a, a, some thoughts about somebody or work or experiencing something and you pull a card and it's dandelion and then you're you're going to the you're going to meet with that person and you'll see the dandelion flower you know outside of their office growing in a really awkward place and then you know or something like that. so then you'll it'll bring that back into your conscious awareness so it's really about um you know making your awareness conscious your understanding conscious you know so we, we, we move to a place of unconscious all the time all the time so Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think pulling a daily card is really is really a cool practice, but I love your um way of pulling one for the year and the moon cycle and the week. I think that's a really cool idea and I want to try that myself. Yeah, and so I put them up on my altar. I have altars yeah. all over my house. There's uh -huh. my weekly altar, there's my daily altar. There's my altar right here which is so my plot spirit for the year is is, is chamomile which is stability. So I make it, put it on my altar oh. here. You put it somewhere where you see it. You put the card or, you know, that's why I use the tattoos, but you put that somewhere where you're going to see it 
often I put it on my phone as the wallpaper. If I'm working with a particular plant spirit for a, a nice. moon, it's the wallpaper on my phone because you know we pick up our phones so many times. And every time I do, I'm like oh, yeah. reminded of the message of of the flower that I'm working with. And and you oh my goodness, the way the universe works, it's like when I'm needing to know something, when I'm needing to make that connection about part of the the message for me, then the events and the experiences and the stories that I'm having will will be simultaneous to me noticing that flower on my phone. I don't know the way, I, like not expressing that very well. Like, like say I need to be reminded to be in my heart. I'm working with Pansy right now, and you're driving along, and you're kind of in your mind, mm. and you're thinking about other things that are happening, and then you pull up to a traffic light, and then you'll see Pansy growing in the, the box right there, and it'll bring me right back into, oh, I've got to be in my heart. I'm noticing I'm in my head. So it's like, you know, it's just this constant. Um, it's So that's why, again, it's like why I call it journeying in our everyday consciousness. It's not, you know, and I've tried shamanic journeying. I've tried mm-hmm. those sort of practices, mm-hmm. and they, I don't, um, yeah, it's not my it's not my uh, toolkit. It's not in my toolkit that kind of that sort of process. So, um, <laughs> is that who's on your hand, Pansy? That's her. Yeah, that's Pansy. So I have Pansy right there. <laughs> so I made the tattoos. I made the tattoos because I need help with this. I need to. Cool. I need to be reminded of this intention that I'm working with pansy right now so that's why i made them i made them for myself you could also just write pansy on the back of your hand or you could write something on the back of your hand um to remind you of the plant spirit that you're working with right then if you're if you're learning about a plant you know just bring it into your conscious awareness whether you're learning about it medicinally you're journeying with it and you're in your in with your within your clinical herbalism classes or whatever you're doing to learn a plant you know bring it into your conscious awareness all the time and then pay attention or pay attention to what's happening around you because that's all it's all interrelated it's all part of the medicine it's all part and and mm. the astrology of the time even i mean i'm sure i know you are interested in all of that too it's all it's all related and it's all there serving us to to know ourselves better and know these plants better and it's it's amazing i love how it's all interwoven (laughs) totally yeah yeah Yeah, i've to answer your question i've never um been guided with on a shamanic journey before but i've definitely meditated with plants and i've had my own experiences sort of like you are you know living the plant experience on the day-to-day that's sort of more my style as well yeah have you isaac um, not shamanic journey per se. I've done uh, other kind of ceremonies and um, kind of like you know s- like scrying, which is more waking, conscious mm. dreaming, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But you're it's kind of like a meditation. Yeah. Uh, and so. I, yeah. And I definitely. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, oh. he just said dreaming, and it reminded me of that I'm like an avid dreamer, and I like to write down my dreams and incorporate the messages from that into my life as well mm, yeah dream dream time we're probably in a <laughs> closer state to uh the plants the way that they communicate in symbols <laughs> and knowings and yeah bizarre stuff um but yeah the 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 shaman, the, shim, 
I think, I think that each of us in the, in the, as we reclaim our own ways of relating to the earth, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't raised within any particular religion. I wasn't raised, you know, with any, with any set of sort of dogma or rules around spiritual growth or, um, how to relate to the earth. And so I, I've come, you know, and so a lot of par parts of the trusting piece was me learning that, that I can create my own ceremony and I create my own rituals. I mean, even as much as I brush my teeth every day in the same way, or I make my tea in the morning, my ritual of putting a tattoo or, you know, it's like, these are, these are the ways ritual is really just the way to understand our own lives better. And we, you know, I, and I love sharing the, the ways that I do it with people in, in, in my community, but I also love hearing about how everyone else does it, you know, and, and, and just to really um, empower us all to know that we, we can make it up as we're going along. There's no one right way to do it. We can, we, we are making it up and even ceremony too, you know, it's like, I really felt very in, inhibited and, um, am I doing this right? Am I creating a ceremony? Am I calling in the directions the right way? And I just, I had to let go of it again, Dandelion, let go of all of that. You know, I'm in my own relationship with, with these plants and the ceremonies that I, that have come to, you know, my new moon ceremony, my doing, I pull the plant spirits for the year ahead on the winter solstice. And it's been something that's just always evolving, just like my relationships with the plants, but it's, it's just play. It's play and curiosity, and yeah. and and I feel mm. like that's the gift of it all. And just wanting to encourage people that they, you know, we don't have to. There's no one right way to be with the plants. There's no one right way. There's no one right diet. There's no one right medicine for it. Anything. It's it's all um, bio individual. Yeah. And, it's all about us be feeling empowered to make the choices that our bodies want and that our bodies are calling for and our hearts are calling for. And that's the journey, right? That's the journey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there can be, there's a really strong magic in like discipline sometimes and like learning a system. And, but I think the most powerful is when you get beyond that and you what is what works for you you know like right. like that's the most powerful thing is what is what you design yourself in, in conjunction with your spirits with your your plant allies your your guides or uh what <laughs> your right. inner self right i mean and that's a, another aspect of the dandelion medicine for me is you know i kind of created my own prisons if you like out of structures that were you know that i thought was the right way to do things you know and so it's like like learning a system and then that that's the only way to to look at something created a prison i don't know if i'm expressing this well but that created a prison for me where i couldn't grow beyond that in in 
you know, in ways that I wanted, that my heart was calling for me to grow. And so I was like, like looking at everything that we learn exterior, because we need, and we need each other and we need to learn and share our stories and, and learn from each other what you, what we're, how we're making sense of life and the world around us. But ultimately it's our own relationship. You know, it's, we're at the center of each of, we're at the center, we're all interconnected. We're all we're not separate, but we're each we're each creating our own experience in every moment. And so, for me, a lot of the structures that I learned from a mental place, and I can't remember. It's like I I don't know tell I can't tell you how many herbals I've read and how many things I've done, but it's all gone. It's all out of my head. I don't remember it anymore, and because because it's now more play and what's feeling right in the moment and so it enhanced my life but it wasn't it ended up creating more of a prison for me um that that i needed mm. to evolve through so yeah that's a great reminder to not get stuck in like form yeah and to allow yourself to play and i feel like that's been the theme of today's conversation is like the heart is like accessing that heart point. Yeah. I love the way um, you put that. Not, I love the way you put that. Yeah. Not get stuck in form. That's, that's beautiful. That's exactly. <laughs> His form is not even, you know, form is not even uh, set and, you know, finite either. You know, it's like always evolving. Right. So. <laughs> mm. it, it is. Yeah. For sure. Form is endless. Emptiness is form. As the, I think that's the heart sutra. Oh, cool. Maybe it's a diamond sutra. I don't know. It's one of those sutras. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but so, um, we 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 watched a video of you um, in your garden, and it's just so beautiful. It's like partly wooded and. Um, epic flower beds. And I just would love to hear about what is growing right now, what you're um, planting, like what's present for you in your garden space. Mm, so I'm, I'm in the cleanup, I guess, phase <laughs> of gardening here in Maine. Um, my gardens, when I moved into this house, it was all um, pretty suburban lawn and you know a couple of foundation shrubs that kind of thing and um it's it's very wooded uh so i have a very sort of part shade part sun situation going on acid soil everywhere but the process of these gardens has been it's really been a very co what i want to call a co-creative process so i would and doing it i'm self-taught you know how i learn with nature they they all well, they I'm not self-taught, plants teach me, right? All the time, I don't like it here, I don't wanna be here. But also just, I would just let nature like drop all the pine needles and then let that, and then I would just cover it with compost and then I would start to see what was coming up. And so I've had so many plants I've had, you know, just off the top of my head, elder and celandine and um, lots of uh, the little bell things that I'm gonna, my name, my, my 
What are those little white toxic things that are growing? Lily of the Valley. The, Lily, Lily of the, of the Valley. valley. Yeah. yeah, we all three at the same time. Lily of the Valley. <laughs> yeah, you know, just coming up everywhere. And just, cool. you know, um, medicinals that I, you know, you know how plants have that way of like sure, yarrow, medicinal yarrow has just come up everywhere. And I, I love that. And um, mullen and just and I like to uh, see where they're coming up and let them grow and then so like you know the beds have just been expanding every year the you know, first couple of years I like put edging in and said okay here's gonna be my foundation bed and here's gonna be the apple tree bed you know and literally like again dandelion two years later they're like pull out that edging we don't want to be contained and so it's like art when you're painting and you're doing watercolors and you're kind of constantly adding more water and seeing where it flows and seeing how how the gardens want to be and come up and so that's you know and I'm like okay there's a path that wants to be through here and and you know and then my husband will give me some stone for my birthday to manifest that path or you know so all the everything that's in my garden I try to keep it in there I try to just bring back you know if I take if I have to um, trim a tree or a tree falls down or something I chip it all up and I use that back in the gardens and um, so it's just a constant evolution and it's constantly changing every year is different uh, what comes up and where and um, so I just I just love the process it's like art it's like the never-ending um, canvas you know that's out there yeah. um, <laughs> And so, yeah, I'm, I'm about to go and harvest some hostas. I've never eaten hostas before, but I want to try that. I keep seeing that uh, where people are eating their hostas. And, yeah. and I have plenty of those from the original plantings here. I just divide and move and people give me stuff. And, um, you know, so I just put that in and yeah. I don't know. Um, I know I have a very small vegetable area, but that's not my strength <laughs> at all. Um, again, I think that's legit. Well, I, I guess I'm kind of tough. Hard. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. And I'm like, that's not, you know, I, I like to grow medicine more, you know, so I like to harvest and I just, you know, there was a whole blackberry patch area and I just dug up the blackberry and we'll make a tincture with the blackberry root and pass it on to someone else that they want to replant some. And so I just, I don't know, it's just play. It's play and I'm committed to it. Every morning I go out in my garden for right now, 60 to 90 minutes because it hurts if I stay out any longer. <laughs> my, body yeah. tells me, my body tells me that's it. That's all I can do. Uh -huh. My mind is like, no, no, I want to stay more. I want to do more. <laughs> And again, yeah. it's always like the lesson of patience and nature's pace and everything gets done. It's not a chore. It's play. And, and it's where I feel happiest. And it's where, you know, it gives me all my inspiration. It's a sanctuary. It's a sanctuary yeah. for me. So, yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah so I am. Um, yeah, I definitely. I, I feel like gardening is, yeah, a wonderful art form as well as meditation and exercise. Yeah. You know, it's just everything in one. Yeah, it could. And you get medicine more. or food out of it too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it couldn't be more perfect. Yeah. Get people, people working <laughs> in the gardens. And I like to see that that's trending right now too. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Well, I think people are, are, uh, you know, realizing how alienated we are from nature and society and trying to get back and, you know, how, you know, uh, unstable, yeah, fragile, <laughs> like food systems are and mm -hmm. transportation systems. So, you know, it's a good, good time to garden. Yeah. <laughs> Always. Any time is a good time to garden though. For sure. But and if you don't have a garden. It's also a skill that helps over time. Well, yeah. I mean, people say I don't have a, a green thumb and I like to kind of say, well, you know, it's just practice and trusting in yourself. Just like, I think everybody's an artist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just have a set of judgments we need to let go of. A set, a set of mm -hmm. yeah. stories that we need to let go of so that we can embrace our, our, our inner artist, our creator, our inner gardener, all those things tender. And um, I love how the gardens really, you know, gardening for me, it, it's, it's taking care of myself as well as taking, you know, in the process of taking care of the land, I'm taking care of myself in so many ways. And uh, yeah, I think, I think it's true. Yeah. 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 And I think people, people are like, well, don't I don't have a relationship with nature? I don't. They they don't have a relationship with nature, or they think that they don't. And I like to remind people, well, so how do you feel when you go and you catch that beautiful sunset, you know, or when you receive that yeah. bouquet of flowers that somebody has just given you? How do you feel when you receive that? You definitely are in relationship with nature, you know. Again, more beliefs that we need to let go of, <laughs> or yeah. we're just remembering the truth that we are all connected and and part of nature and uh, we are not even just a part of nature we are nature so yeah, yeah. that's a gr that's a great point good reminder <laughs> so i think we have time for one more question um and your oracle deck and your business the name of it is soul flower and i'm wondering what soul flower means to you what is a soul flower well i guess I was just given that name. <laughs> I was given that name as I was creating this because I think this process of growing myself and my, this process of being in relationship with the flowers was me remembering my own divinity, my own soul, my own humanity, and all of that connected. I mean, the flowers, I, I think I'm just a complicated houseplant is the way I put it <laughs> you know I'm no, I'm no different from the flowers I have needs I have you know things that I want to express but the flowers for me they are just so um in a state of grace and in a state of like acceptance about who they are if their leaves are askew or they're a little gangly this year I mean they're just in this they just have this vibration of acceptance and unconditional love and and just i to me that's what my soul is too that that's who we all are that we are just all this incredible we're all this light you know this this love and it flows through all and the flowers are just mirroring that to me so for me it's been that kind of that remembering that's that remembering so again like I, all of this i was given and i just kind of created and it's later on that i'm understanding or coming up with an explanation or a story around things but yeah it's called the soul flower plant spirit oracle and i also 
have a uh, I just created a coloring book which is oh, cool um, it's really high quality pages because I like to be able to color with paint and glue and <laughs> pressed flowers and those sort of things but it's also um, it's a uh, I call it a field guide a plant spirit field guide because it has the message from the plant spirits as I felt it and it has some keywords in there around it and it has it you know touches on a little bit my understanding the doctrine of signatures and how that kind of relates to the plant spirit um, medicine as well and the invitation is to 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 create and color and it's that's another meditative state of so where where you can you know turn your mind off for a while and just play and feel and that's the space that the plants communicate through that's the that's the place so anything that that supports that and I think mm. coloring does you know so that's why so I created that and um, there's a journal I have a journal I have tattoos I have cards I mean <laughs> there's a lot and I, I write a lot because that's a big way that I process mm -hmm. um, my plant spirit journeys. So in the waning part of the moon, when I'm looking at what's been happening in my life and the plant spirit that I've been journeying with intentionally, uh, you know, part of the way I integrate <laughs> what it is that I am remembering is through writing. And so I have a plant spirit deep dive blog where I share those kind of monthly, monthly rumin ruminations. And I feel like that's a, a big resource for others because if you can read somebody else's story and if you resonate with it, that's going to really help your own learning and your own remembering. So that's the resource there. And people can play with the deck too online. And where can folks, where can folks find all that? Yeah, it's also my website. Oh, what's your website for folks yeah, who are listening? Yeah, it's mysoulflower.com and you can go online and there's a free daily pick there. I don't, I don't ask for your email or anything. You can just go on and you can, it takes you through that process of picking a card right there. So you can just play with it and see how those plant spirits are, want to show up for you. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. And real quick before we part, we mentioned that some of the cards that you have are dandelion and Libior and how do you say it? Hellebore. Hellebore. I always mess that one up. And then... Vinca um, Minor. Yeah. So what other plants can people expect to see in there? Well, there are Name a lot a few. of medicinal, traditional medicinal plants because those are my, my allies and friends. So there's yarrow and nettles and bee balm and... Um, yeah, dandelion, I said, of course, there's 44 different plants in there, pansy, heartsease pansies, I'm working with now, chamomile. So there's a lot of those medicinals. Um, and then there's also like iris and well, that's also medicinal, but daylilies and also edible and um, daffodils and hydrangeas. I just, all the plants, they all grow in my gardens here in the Northeast and many of them grow everywhere. And they're not necessarily native to this area, but they grow in my gardens and you know, all around the world. So I think there are 44 very accessible plants and most people are, most of them people are familiar with. I think there's some that um, Plumbago, mm -hmm. uh, Plumbago is in there, which is um, 
It's a, it's the same flower as um, Serato, Bat Buck flower essence. It's that blue um, flower. So there's some that are that are a little bit more obscure, but most of them I think people would recognize and know right off the bat. So. Cool. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Love it. Would you like well, me to do a card? Is there anything else? Oh, let's, let's do, do that. that. Yes. Let's let's pick a card actually for anybody who's listening. We we can um we can just you know invite you know the the, the soul flower, the plant spirits, and the devas. You know that whoever is listening to this uh, conversation at whatever time and whenever place that that this message is is relevant and helpful for for all and uh and i will just pick the card and read the message and everyone can interpret it oh echinacea so there's another one that's on the echinacea and the um the oh, message is conscious nice. that's beautiful the message the, the the attribution for echinacea the, okay. the soul quality is consciousness and i feel like as a humanity we're in a place a really powerful time of very fast expanding consciousness of where we are and who we are and so the message is echinacea stimulates and awakens your consciousness helping break up and release outdated personal stories emotions and attachments that are holding you back from positive growth and self-realization and awakening awareness of your true self when you have forgotten or lost connection so i'll leave that for everyone else to contemplate how that relates in your own life and maybe we all need a little immune stimulation right a little little immune system <laughs> right? yeah who knows heck yeah <laughs> very cool thank you for doing that <laughs> yeah that's that's great so uh thank you lisa for being on the show this has been a wonderful talk and it's been great to get to get to know you and, and mm -hmm, really great yeah and dandelion mm -hmm. and everything yeah yeah well thank you for sharing a conversation and sharing some stories and um it's really wonderful to to actually to to explore my plant path as <laughs> part of it so yes cool. yeah excellent okay. thank you well, thanks again lisa enjoy the